Man, Coach Christ, can you believe it's already week two of the 22 high school football season? I'm here again with Talking Preps Overtime on Talking Preps, the Charlotte Observer. Uh, last week, we had a phenomenal interview with Coach Stephen Wright at Cardinal Gibbons, and I think we're going to continue this awesome trend, bringing in the quarterback at Providence Day High School, uh, junior quarterback Jaden Davis. What do you think about that, Coach? I mean, we're, we're bringing the guest. I mean, we started week one with a state champion. Now we got one of the best quarterbacks in not only the state, not the area, but the nation. So we continue to raise that bar here on Talking Preps OT. I love it. I told you this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons in recent memory. This is one of the most exciting seasons already in Talking Preps history. Man, I'm excited to get into it. All right, guys. Well, hey, without further ado, let's bring on the junior quarterback of Providence State High School, Jaden Davis. Jaden, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, we're expecting big things from you. Obviously, your, your resume leading up to this point is phenomenal. Uh, moving over to Providence Day High School from Catawba Ridge. Uh, hey, welcome to the show. And, and let's learn a, little about, learn a little bit about you and your season this year. How y'all doing? I appreciate you guys having me on. Definitely, Jay. So normally we have older guys, you know, coaches on here, we're able to talk about, you know, their history. So, you know, we'll kind of shift a little, a little bit of gears here. So, you know, first I want to ask you, you know, when was the moment that you that you fell in love with the game of football? And, and maybe a different moment, but that moment where you realize, yo, I might be pretty good at this football thing. Yeah, you know, um, I'm originally from Georgia. So, uh, you know, just being from Georgia, football is a little bit different than I guess here in the Carolina is kind of a – uh, if you're the quarterback of the state championship team or you're the quarterback of your high school team, you're pretty much a celebrity in the state. Um, so that's pretty much uh, what kind of grew my love. I grew up watching my older brother and, you know, guys that played in Georgia. I grew up watching Jemias Williams and Isaiah Graham and Avery Shalell and guys that were just kind of kind of legends in the Gwinnett County area of where I'm from in Georgia. I think when I noticed that I could be uh, pretty good is, you know, in GFL in Georgia, we started throwing the ball kind of like 7U, 8U. Um, so if you can throw the ball 78, you about 30 yards, you know, you're probably going to have a successful future um, in, the, in this sport called football. So that's probably when I kind of knew that, um, you know, I'd be I'd be talented enough to play the game at a high level. I can understand that, you know, and, and you know, I think also too moving it a little bit further. I think the first time I, you know, you kind of crossed my radar, you know, seeing that you were offered, of course, by Georgia and Alabama, you know, as an eighth grader. I mean, I think that especially around here, you know, you talked about it. And I think that was a great comparison to Georgia youth football, maybe to around here. We haven't seen a lot of eighth graders get offers, especially from institutions such, you know, such like Georgia and Alabama. How did that change your life? And I think how maybe were you viewed around? And I'm sure you got a little celebrity status as the eighth grader with Saban. And, you know, yeah. I guess at the time, maybe that was Mark Rick, I think it was with the offer there. So how did that change kind of getting those offers? Uh, yeah, you know, it definitely changed. You know, I was 13 at the time, so I kind of wasn't the normal 13-year-old, I guess, in a sense, you know, going around and people kind of, you know, I remember I was at Starbucks with my mom one day and my face was on the cover of a, a magazine, or not a magazine, newspaper. Um, so that was pretty, pretty, pretty weird, but pretty dope, too, just to know that my hard work is kind of paying off. Um, but I knew that kind of put a bigger target on my back, and that's when the work actually started. And, you know, you got to work harder and you got to earn what you get. You're going to get what you earn. Um, so that's kind of been my life story is just, you know, continuing to grind hard and everything else to take care of itself. Hey, Jay, did you realize the significance of that offer at that young of an age? Did you realize just how magnificent and just how big that was? Yeah, I, I definitely did. But, you know, I've been going to college camp since the fifth grade. So I kind of went into that camp with the same mentality, just going. My dad just drops me off and I just go do what I do. And I kind of was just throwing and, you know, Coach, Coach Smart uh, saw, saw the talent in me, you know, Coach, Coach uh, Saving saw the talent in me as well. Um, so I kind of didn't – I guess I didn't know how big it was until it actually hit the media and, uh, you know, followers started happening, likes started happening, calls started coming in. 
Um, so now I, I probably didn't realize how big it was at the time, but now I definitely know how big it is now looking at that. <laughs> and, and just to kind of throw it out there, and I'm not trying to put a lot of pressure on you, but I remember another quarterback here in the Charlotte area that got offered in the eighth grade. His name was Chris Leak, and it worked out pretty well for him at the University of Florida winning the national championship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I, I like Chris Leak a lot. Um, so I'm hoping I can be that, that next quarterback in the state. Definitely, definitely. So, of course, we've got to, we've got to talk about it. You know, you were your last year, I guess the last couple of years at Catawba Ridge down there, you know, had some pretty good seasons, you know, but then, of course, we found out that you decided to make the move back. And I think that's always the key thing I try to correct people to say that you're making the move to go back to Providence Day. Right. Could you talk about making that move to go back and what it means to be a part of that program going forward? No, nah, for sure. You know, I kind of always know in the back of my head that, you know, PD was home. Um, I was here in, I was at PD in eighth grade and uh, just kind of some family, some family issues arise. It was just hard for me, my mom to get us to school on time for her to get to work on time. And, uh, you know, I live in Fort Mill still. So uh, Catawba was the school I was zoned for. So that's the school I attended. Um, but now that I can drive, you know, it's an easy, it's an easy trans, transportation system with me driving back and forth to school every day. Um, and, you know, playing, playing with PD guys that, you know, I grew up with, went to middle school together. Um, so it's, that's I still have those chemistry with those guys and those guys are my brothers. So it's uh, it's going to be really exciting, you know, leading those guys to victory on Friday nights with Coach Greer. All right, you talk about that with you know having those that big time talent on your team. First, I want you to talk about you know having those receivers. I mean, the the best friends outside of an offensive line to a quarterback are right. great receivers. I mean, you yeah. talk Channing Goodwin, Jordan yeah. Ship. We both know those names around here. They're household names, and honestly, some of the best receivers in the state. How right. is it stepping into a place where you know getting to Catawba Ridge? You had a great program there, but you didn't have those two guys. So you're <laughs> stepping in with those two guys. What does that mean to you? And how good do you think you can be with that kind of talent? on the outside no that means the absolute world to me you know i don't think i've ever been in offense where i've had this much talent around me um or up front or with the you know a head coach that's not scared to throw the football so you know jordan ship a guy that has the craziest catch radius i've ever played with um i kind of sometimes want to throw a bad ball just to see what he's going to do with it so i'll put it as high as i can back shoulder as far as away as i can because uh, he's going to come down with it and i know he will you know channing we played in middle school together uh, on the jv level um, so we kind of grew up, we grew up playing with each other. You know, we've always had that bond together. You know, guys that y'all don't know, like Jaden Holler, a guy that, you know, I, I see that's going to have a big a big season this upcoming year, his senior season. You know, Liam Gould, uh, a tight end that, that, that's very reliable and uh, has hands out of this world. So, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity to get these guys on the maps that kind of that are known but not as known as the other guys. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun this year. So. I got you. You know, another thing, too, man, a lot of times people talk about quarterbacks and, you know, you look at quarterbacks from the NFL down to high school and they try to act like, you know, you guys don't have personality. So I want to talk a little bit more about some of the things I've seen. You know, I've seen you on the seven on seven circuit. I've seen you different places. But but first, let's talk about, you know, they've got the sweet 16 list. You know, I think, you know, a guy in the back, I think his name is Langston Words. I think claims to know a little bit about high school football. <laughs> I've heard that he's thinking about placing Providence Day number one on the list. I mean, again, this is something that would be incredible. I think this would be amazing. Tell that old guy in the back why you young guys deserve to be, you know, number one on that list if you do. Uh, you know, I think on paper, uh, this is the, the best team that, that one of the best teams that Charlotte's ever seen. Um, but we know, we know at PD that, you know, that stuff doesn't mean anything. At the end of the day, you got to go out and compete on Friday night. So, you know, we'll actually know who the real number one team is at the end of the season. Um, so, you know, our, us at PD, you know, we're focusing on our, our challenges, you know, on paper and with the talent we have, we're going to be good. Um, so we're, we're actually fighting being good versus being great. And, you know, that's what Coach Greer has been uh, preaching to us all summer is, you know, we're going to be good just with the talent we have around us. But, you know, guys, on the, you know, we've got to gel together because, you know, a bunch of 
bunch of guys are just personalities and a bunch of single individuals aren't gonna aren't gonna win on Friday nights just because the, the, the team sport that football is. Um it truly is the best sport in my opinion, just because it teaches guys from different backgrounds, um, different financial situations, different ethnicities that you know you have to come together for one common goal and that's to win on Friday night. Um, so you know that's that's one of the reasons why you know we're we're gonna be ranked number one is because we will win every game and you know we will accomplish our goal at the end of the season. So Jaden, I hope that you realize that that quote that you put out there is probably going to be chopped up and played, uh, being one of the most talented teams ever in Charlotte, on paper at least, uh, because, you know, you think about those 01 to 04 Indy teams, those big-time three Pete Mallard Creek teams and Butler teams. I think that, you know, that's a huge, huge statement. I, I think Langston in the background was like, whoa. Oh, he's typing furiously back there. Yeah, I can see him. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, Jay, you know, talking about quarterbacks, you know, I coached quarterbacks back in the day, back uh, in a long, long time ago. That was a long day ago. Um, you, you, you're playing for one of the best quarterback mentors, not only in this region and then locally, but in the country. Uh, Coach uh, Chad Greer, great quarterback himself at Charlotte Latin back in the 1980s, played at East Carolina University. Of course, we know his son, Will Greer, and just an enormous amount of quarterbacks that he has mentored and coached along the day that has went on to have just uber success at the collegiate level. How, how is it playing for him? What have you learned from him? What does he maybe make you see about the game that you wouldn't otherwise see? Do you ever kind of have those eureka moments and be like, wow, I didn't even think about that? Just being with him either in the film room or in practice or maybe just in casual conversations. You know, for sure. I think uh, if you want to play for Coach Greer and you don't love football, that's not a guy you're going to jail with. So you, you, you might want to check yourself and see if you love football. Because I remember uh, me and Coach Greer met each other in probably December, January, uh, when we first actually started interacting on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, we were in the film room for about three to four hours on end every day. Um, so, you know, that that's a, that's a guy that, you know, has had success and been to the places where, we, where I want to get to one day. I, you know, coach the best. He has all the experience of coaching those guys and, and knows what it takes to, you know, lead those guys to be successful at the end of the day. So I think under his under his helm um, and just learning from him, just the knowledge he gives me off the field, just how to handle myself in the community, um, how to just be be the best man possible I can be, um, it, you know, has helped me already. And I can't can't imagine what it's going to do for me within the next two years, my junior and senior year coming up. That's going to be exciting to see you grow again. I still can't believe you have two more seasons. Um, let's, let's take it back a little bit. You know, I, I love this summer. You know, we talk about, again, some of the, the highlights of the things that you were able to do. You know, I was aware, of course, being in the seven-on-seven -seven world of you getting the opportunity to go out to the overtime seven-on-seven -seven tournament out there in Vegas. And for the old guys here in the room, you know, you got the opportunity there to compete against some of the best programs. You know, South Florida Express, Midwest right. Boom, I think, was out there, 24 karat gold. Like, a lot of major seven on seven programs and big time players. Um, right. You know, one of the cool things I saw is that you were out there with with some of the big, big time commits. I think Nico, the Tennessee uh, yeah. commit there. I mean, a lot of talent. How did you feel about being out there amongst, you know, those big time players who some of them are older than you about right. to go on the program? So how did you feel about that? How do you feel that you stocked up against them? No, for sure. I think uh, I wasn't out of place at all. I think I, I competed with the highest of them. You know, just me personally, I feel like I'm the best player regardless of anything. Um, that's just that's just my opinion. That's how confident I'm in my abilities. But you know, I'm I'm friends with a lot of those guys, and uh, you know, we talk from we talk all the time. I mean, you know, Nico is a great guy. He can he can spin it with the best. Yeah. So so, um, but now all those guys, Malachi Nelson, you know, Nico Pierce Clarkson, all those guys from the West Coast. You know, we're great great friends. Um, you know, it was a great chance because you know not you know you're gonna see those guys on Saturdays and hopefully Sundays one day. Um, so it was a, you know it's very rare that you get an opportunity to you know go against DBs that are you know six three six four with that long wingspan. You know play with the, the best talent around you at the receiver position, 
and just, you know, how hyped the games were. Like, it was just a fun environment um, all, all in one. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a great chance, you know, stack yourself up against, you know, top-level defenses and defenses you may not see, you know, in a regular high school game. Um, so it was a great opportunity for, you know, from some of the Carolina boys to get out there, you know, put the put the states on the map. So. I agree. You know, I, uh, we were in Battle Miami and our team ended up uh, getting knocked out, of course, by by Nico and uh, Team Toe out there, which was unfortunate. Yeah. But again, it was awesome to see another yeah. five star quarterback, you know, uh, up there. So the one thing, again, these questions, these old guys don't know. So just me and you talking, you know, we talk about the drip. We all know Nico wears the pajama pants out there. You know, we see kind of you get the style. We see the Yankees hat. We see the Wu-Tang shirt. And yeah. I feel like you like the rocker, you know, the rocker shirts. Yeah. That, you know, some of those guys that, that the Guru Hughes was to listen to before your time. What's been your best drip? Like, what is the best outfit that you, you really put on? You know, I thought Vegas, they highlighted you with the Wu-Tang shirt. Yeah. What, what's been your best outfit that you think that you really were like, wow, I'll put this on? Nah, you know, what's crazy is uh, I had a different outfit plan for that Wu-Tang uh, day. It was kind of real basic because like, we got like rules back with the attire and I was hearing you had to wear the jersey. And then I was like, like, forget it. They tell me I got to wear the jersey and I just got to wear it. So I I think we were playing Cam the first game. Yeah. Um, so I knew it was going to be a lot of media around. So I just threw on something. I saw the graphic tee. I saw the shorts with, with it and the Yankee with, with it. And I just got some new cleats, some Jordan 11 cleats. Um, so I just threw it on just to put it together. Um, so that was definitely top two. And I think another one I wore in this tournament was um, like a babe shirt um, with some glasses and then some like some like highlighter colored cleats with you know sweats and they were kind of high water. So you saw the white socks, so just the little details. Um, being, from, being from Atlanta, you know, you got to have a little swag uh, just to survive, honestly. Um, but, yeah, those are probably top two. Got you. All right, guys, again, this is week two of the high school season. Uh, talking preps overtime, we got Jaden Davis, uh, junior quarterback from Providence Day High School. Jaden, before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit of recruiting with you. Talk about the recruiting trail, how things have been for you, uh, some of the visits you've been on. First and foremost, uh, one, what, what does it take? Like, like, what do you have to see in a program, uh, in a college program, for you to put them in your number one school? Like, what are those intangibles, maybe the coach, maybe the program, the facilities, whatever it is? What is it that you're looking for uh, to make a school your number one pick? And, and also, and, and I think this is something that's very important to, you know, this recent decade of college football recruiting. Talk about how NIL maybe factors into things for you as well. Uh, yeah, you know, for sure. You know, with college, it's not a four-year decision. It's a 40-year decision. So I think, you know, my mom goes on these trips with me. She's looking at the academic side of things. And a lot of schools have been pressured with that. You know, anytime, usually it's just me and my dad that go. But anytime, like, my whole family goes, I have a big family. That's when, you know, it's getting pretty serious with that particular school. Um, so a lot of schools have made great impressions on my family. I mean, I've been on two big visits uh, recently with Georgia and Michigan, which were those were probably some of the two best visits I've ever been on just in my recruiting experience in general. Um, and got to, you know, bring my mom to Michigan and she enjoyed meeting Coach Harbaugh and, you know, having opportunity to look at the academic side of things, just talk to player development and all those things. Um, but, you know, a school that, you know, runs a pro style system and has NFL experience because I feel like, you know, with quarterbacks, you know, get dropped in the draft. It's really because, you know, the analysts say they can't handle NFL offense or, you know, they, they've played in the college system the whole time. So, you know, with a guy like Coach Harbaugh, you know, a guy that's he's been coached the year in the NFL, you know, he's going to lead you to success on Saturdays and knows what the scouts are looking for. You know, the guy like Coach Smart, he just had what, like 12 or how crazy number, you know, first round draft picks or people in the draft in general. 
Um, so, you know, those two particular universities, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to play on the biggest stage and you're going to be, be seen by many eyes, you know, not just those two particular universities, but those are two that are fresh on my mind, but so many schools, you know, it's just a blessing because, you know, a lot of kids would kill to be in this position, you know, toward these great universities. And, um, you know, it's just a blessing, you know, you grow up seeing, you know, Nick Saban on TV, Kirby Smart, you know, now you actually have real genuine relationships with them. So it's a pretty cool experience just to get, you know, me and my family around those people. You know, with the NIO base, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to go anywhere just because of the money. Um, you know, obviously, you know, with the state of recruitment, you know, you got to kind of you can't be naive to it. It's going to be out there. Um, but I don't think I think, um, you know, a lot of these kids, when they're going to start basing their decisions off of money, you know, you're going to get to a school and you're not going to be a starter and you're going to ask yourself, do I actually like this university? Um, so, you know, obviously my, my whole thing is you got to be good enough in order to get NIO first. Um, so I think all that will come when, you know, when I achieve my success on the field. Uh, that sounds good. I think that's a great answer, and I think you're going to be well served uh, going forward with that mindset. Um, but, you know, I want to talk about your visits. You know, remember, this is a family-friendly show, but <laughs> let's talk about the best, you know, best visits, best stories that you had or or even any surprises that you've had from your visits. Um, Yeah, like on, like on my Michigan trip, I got a chance to meet um, Darnell Robinson, the quarterback that was at Michigan, you know, number one, you know, just with him being an African-American quarterback, you know, I have a lot of respect for any African-American quarterback there is in general, just because, you know, the, you know, we all have to go through different trials and tribulations just with playing the position, um, just based off the color of our skin. So it was, it was great just chopping it up with him. Um, and then I was out in Austin actually training with a, guy, a lot of NFL guys like Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson, Jordan Love, uh, Malik Willis, um, CJ Stroud. So it was a great opportunity just to pick those guys' brains, learn different, you know, mechanics and different footwork they use at the next level, whether it be college or the NFL. Um, you know, just seeing how those guys are off the field. They're just normal dudes. Um, so just getting a chance to take down those guys' number. I can get to call them anytime I want to. They give me great advice. Um, so, you know, it's just a it's just a blessing to know that, you know, my hard work on the field has, has given me the probability, you know, to be around the, the likes of a Deshaun Watson, you know, a Jalen Ramsey or a Derwin James and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's probably one of the biggest stories or biggest uh, cool things, I guess. No, I can understand that, and especially, you know, with talking to them and having such great, you know, mentors that you can reach, you know, you know on your phone, you know, do they do they kind of talk to you about managing expectations? Because, you know, I only see it from, you know, we went to get you, I think, one time in seven on seven. I think, of course, you guys beat us, you know, what's <laughs> up? You know, but I, I can imagine and I've seen that, you know, with expectations where people text me, man, what, what do you think about Jane Davis? I mean, yeah. is he, you know, he's all right. Was he good? You know, I'm like, he's you know, a great quarterback, you know, but I know at times, especially in that 707 culture, you yeah. know, you, you miss one throw or somebody beats you. Oh, he's trash. Jane, you're trash, you know, and I know that can be tough to deal with. So how do you manage those expectations and what's some great advice that you've gotten to, you know, about handling those? You know, well, no, I've been going through it since I was in eighth grade. So it's kind of it's kind of the norm for me now. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's expectations are going to be higher than mine for myself. You know, my goal in life is to be better than Tom Brady. And that's and I'm say that with all seriousness. So nobody's going to tell me that you know, I don't hold my my self-esteem or, you know, how I feel about myself up to anybody else besides myself. You know, I'm the hardest critic there is in America on my on my own game. You know, a person may tell me I was a great ball and I can see any any little detail to tell you that why it wasn't a great ball. Um, so I think, you know, when you start you know, lending your happiness and your, you know, your self-esteem within other people, that's when, you know, you get your feelings hurt or anything like that. Like my dad's a Marine. Um, so I've heard the craziest of craziest spoken to me. So I don't think really anything can really affect me like that. Um, so, you know, I have a, you know, a close knit bond with my family and you know, got close friends, keep a small circle. Um, so that's kind of what I what I do to stay out of everything. I don't go outside the house like I'm watching YouTube in, in my room or I'm watching tape. 
Um, that's just kind of what I do. Like if it's in the, if I'm in the season, I don't really have a life outside of football and school. You know, I'm doing schoolwork, obviously, with the rigors of Providence Day academics, and then watching tape afterwards and going to practice. Um, so yeah, I don't really look at the look at the outside noise because at the end of the day, all it is is noise. You know, those guys aren't the one, or they aren't the ones strapping it up on Friday nights and going to war. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. Like if you haven't been in this position, if you haven't played the quarterback position, you kind of don't really know what it's like. Um, so other than that, you're just opinions on a, on, a, on a wall, honestly. So. That's great. And I think that's something good for even others to to listen to. And I'll kind of segue into to this last question for me. Uh, you know, what is some advice for for a young quarterback kind of coming up coming up in this game? You know, it's such, you know, such a microscopic, I feel like, you know, uh, uh, situation being a young quarterback going through all these camps and things like that. And I'm not gonna lie, Jade, I, I use your name all the time. I'm like, we've got one of the best quarterbacks in this area right here who goes through this work and, and, and try to use these young quarterbacks, kind of use your, your process and your path as something for them to model, just all of your hard work. I mean, I think you've done an amazing job and I think you are someone to, to look at, but what would your advice be, you know, to any young quarterback to come to you to ask how to be great? You know, off the top of my head, um, you know, I'd probably say just to, just to be a kid, you know, I think, um, you know, a lot of the times, you know, we get pressured from the outside world um, that we can't make mistakes. You know, I've made plenty of, plenty of mistakes. Um, so I think at the end of the day, like people have to realize that, you know, we're kids, um, you know, I'm 16 years old. I can't, I can't imagine uh, another person, they were 16, they didn't make one mistake. Um, so, you know, just, just to rain a kid, um, you know, have fun. Cause at the end of the day, what got us into this game is because he loved the game, that it was a fun game to play. Um, so that's kind of what I look at football. No more than anything else is just, I'm having fun, you know, playing with some of my best friends, um, and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, just just remain uh, remain a kid, um, be humble. And, you know, you're always going to have to work for anything you get. Don't ever, you know, fly or shy away from competition. Um, you know, that's the sport we live in. You know, there's always going to be somebody better than you. Um, and, and, it, and then another message is, you know, it's a lot. I think I learned this from my experience recently. It's a lot easier to to climb the mountain than it is to stay on top of the mountain. Um, just because, you know, you may forget kind of what, what got you to the top of the mountain in the first place or you may see. You know, there's always somebody in the back working kind of what i'm saying um so you know just to maintain being humble and you know to keep grinding at all times man outstanding answers uh jaden uh, grice i think we uh kicked it i mean hit the ball out of the park today with this interview uh jaden you've got wisdom well beyond your years of, of a teenager and and i've come away thoroughly impressed with some of the answers you've given you know i know a lot of the answers you know people say is like coach speak or something like that but i can tell that you're probably living that every day and man we thank you for joining us here on talking preps ot because just kind of getting a glimpse into your life right. outside of the football field has been well worth this 30-minute program yes sir coach i appreciate you for sure well, Coach Bryce, uh, we, we did it again week two, talking preps overtime in the books. Uh, Charlotte Observer, uh, hey, come back and get us again next week. We're going to continue uh, this trend of great interviews every week. Uh, for Coach Bryce, myself, Langston Works in the background, everybody for talking preps overtime. Uh, we'll catch you next week.